Central Indiana. How are you? This is a little program called The First Day Show on WIBC. It's a magazine type show. It's kind of whatever I want to make it. It's a little bit of everything. It's a potpourri. I'm Terry Lynn Stacy, living in Hancock County, from Henry County, born in Indy. Denny wow. Paul Smith is here. I guess I got to say, Westfield, Indiana, small farm, Speedway Spark Plug, born in Indiana. Kylan Talley. Good morning. Uh, Kylan Talley, residing in Washington County. I was born in Colorado, though, so I don't think it really makes a difference. Rocky Mountain High. Yep, here we are. Here we are. <laughs> it does make a difference. You make a difference, young lady. She is behind the board producing today's show. and uh, She really is amazing. Guess who else is here? See the voice. Matt Bear. Yay! Matt Bear. All right, where'd Jack. you grow up? Indiana's second busiest interchange. Oh, come um, on, you got to do Rochester, Indiana. Warsaw, you born do... in Warsaw, Indiana. Yeah. Reared in Rochester, Indiana. Uh, yes, um, yeah. happy to live downtown Indianapolis right now. That's right. Blessing. Whether he can find his way home or not because of the traffic patterns. <laughs> oh, bad. my gosh. Are you running for mayor this time? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm, I was Abdul's running mate, I if think. That's yeah, Abdul See, nobody, Shabazz, yeah. nobody came out with that. Yeah. It is so cool to be downtown today. You know, the season home opener, uh, Indianapolis Colts, Colts, Jags, 105 kickoff. And uh, it, it, downtown has been alive on Sundays. But today you really feel like, okay, today really it is it is alive. The uh, tailgaters were setting yeah. up at 10 o'clock. Even earlier. Or even earlier? I talked to some who were started at 6 a.m. Wow. They're cooking bacon. They started repaving southbound 6570 about 1 a.m. last night. So, I, that, yeah, I, they started early They just to get it ready for the game. So they're ready for game day today, you know. Are you making that up? <laughs> no, I, I heard it overnight. I, I heard the overnight construction the entire time. It was great. I, I almost got to sleep in. Do you believe everybody who tells you what's going on with traffic? Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, I was going to say you have uh-uh. to say you're a liar at, well, at least once a day. Yeah, it's well, it's it's kind of one of the, our, our tipsters are amazing. The people that write yeah. me at WIBC traffic. Oh no, they, and, they, they yeah, get the straight scoop. Matt and traffic. Way. Yeah, th- these are wonderful people, and of course I check all this stuff out. But at the same time, th- there are people you come to trust over time. You know, and, and they do want to help, and people do want to help. So yeah, I do. I do check everything out, and you do hear uh, <laughs> you get an erroneous tip, and that happens. It's it's nobody trying to mess with you it's just to get the mile marker wrong right. or maybe the street name wrong and that's that's it's okay really that's not. you know that's what i'm paid to do so it's okay it, it all comes out on the air okay yeah. yeah it's not really anything people are thinking about hey you know what i'm gonna do this to matt this morning <laughs> yeah, i'm gonna, gonna tell him, him that there's a big let's get the traffic guy <laughs> i'm gonna get him and i'm gonna laugh and it's gonna be so funny do you know he's been doing videos uh, i like it when he oh, stands yeah. in front of the map which, which must be a green screen of some sort but yeah, gosh, you're like the weather girl, only different. <laughs> no, it's 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 a lot of fun, and I, I do traffic videos, and I put them out at Matt and Traffic, and um, I talk about these major construction projects, and I feel really uncomfortable doing them, so I still do them, but um, it's yeah. just to supplement and get the information out, and it's a lot of fun, and they seem to get decent reactions. And all my information is true; I just say dumb stuff. You know, I can't help that; that's my nature. So <laughs> that's why we love you. Yeah. And it's not dumb stuff you say. Oh, thank you. I, I do want to ask you because uh, for 40 years, we're celebrating the 40th year, 40th season of the Colts. I can't figure it out because they moved here in 1984. 
So they're saying it's the 40th year. Now, my math is just messed up because I can't wrap my arms year. around how does you get to 40. Hmm. Um, it, that would, it seems like that would be next year when you actually moved in. I, I don't know. And it confuses me, and I, I don't understand it. I but, have a cult story about when the deal was signed. I had a plumber in Bill Hudnut's house, and he was in his bathrobe. <laughs> and he was up in the bathroom showing my plumber, Dave Earlywine, what was going on. He says, if that phone rings, he says, i got to go down and talk to the press. If that phone rings... He says, you come get me, because somebody from Ursay's was going to call him. So poor Dave's up there working in the bathroom, and the phone rings. And Bill Hudnut's down doing a press conference. So Dave marches down, opens the door. He says, Mr. Mayor, he says, the phone rang. Oh. <laughs> and he just shut the door. He never stepped out on the porch. Told him the phone Great rang. little story. That's but, a fantastic uh, story. That's really cool, yeah. yeah. That's wow. a cult's lore right there. It that's surely really is. Yeah. But it was 40 years ago, and then all of those Mayflower, they had 10 Mayflower trucks just left in the middle of the night, which yeah. the people from Baltimore hated. I was really hoping you were going to say the press were also in their bathrobes. But, um. <laughs> no. Do we get anything that's interesting, Matt, when it comes to traffic right now? Because, you know, people know their way and they know they're going to be sitting in traffic somewhere. They've got the routine. They yeah. know their way. Yeah. The big thing right now that, that we're really paying attention to is what's happened downtown in Miles Square with the no turn on red signs. Oh, yeah. And that's that's been a big thing. And I, I've i been saying, you know, I that's made my peace with That's why that guy it. gave me the finger this morning. I forgot all about it. I did I a right turn on ring. I know. The signs are there. Oh, they my God. Once you make the turn, you're like, oh, I see the he sign. He was a bicyclist. Uh, Sorry if you're listening. I couldn't figure out what he was so upset yeah, about. It's hard to get used to. And it is every turn. It is oh, every right boy. turn, it feels like. Every right turn in Miles Square. The sign is up. It says no turn on red. And Denny, I did the same thing oh last night. I do it every night. I turn right onto New York Street from the northbound one-way Illinois, and I totally forget about it. There weren't people crossing the street, because I'm always mindful for that. But I, there, there was a sense of shame. Yeah, you <laughs> I did, really I is. Like, I wanted to come off and be like, listen, I just did something. I just said, <laughs> boy, that bicyclist is having a bad day. Yeah. You know, that's, that's, oh no, I mean, it's the law. I mean, I Terry, know. you had to, you you awakened to me. Oh, I have to remember you that. You just got to remember it, and it's really there. The sign is there. It's not even small. Every intersection, every every, every intersection. one of them. And the thing is, what we have to do is we got we got to stay stay tough together. We have yeah, to be a team to because they're going to honk at you. They're yeah, going to they honk will. all day, and they're going to be like, "You got to turn around." Uh-huh. And I'm going to be like, "I'm no. not breaking the law today. I'm me not either. doing me either." And you're right, Matt. The horn honking. Is is I've had it yeah. because I haven't turned because I'm just not gonna. In some spots that I remember, the one I don't remember, Matt, is the one you're talking about too. Because I go north on Illinois, turn right on New York, and I forget that one. And even under here at Washington and Illinois, turning right, I I still have to stop myself yeah. from going. Are you a horn honker? Oh yeah. Yes. Oh I yeah. Am. Oh yeah. Wow. And I I will do it. I was once just gonna a day, say it's Indian- awful. It's Indianapolis an awful is thing. starting to sound like downtown Cairo. I mean, everybody yeah. honks. Around. I just want people to put your phone down. And when did we? When did we start being able to tint our windows so black on all the sides Ladies that you can't even see we what's have happening? Lit the fuse in there. Of you don't know Terry if they're going to shoot you. All right, you don't, you're right. This is Sunday. Uh, the, the one thing, I, I don't care how comfortable you are, uh, if you're if you're sitting in traffic and somebody starts honking at you, I'm very comfortable downtown. That still gives me anxiety. That still stresses me out a little me bit, too. but I still use my horn. I you know, know I, I, I'm a guy. I'm a girl. I was standing out on the porch, just taking a picture of the sunrise and hearing the horns and sirens and stuff. I was like, am I in New York City? Exactly. If you miss the sunrise, go check it out on our Facebook page, First Day oh, with Terry Oh, you Stacey. posted it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And I'm going to show you, I'm going to I want you to, t- I have a picture of me. One of the first part-time jobs I had was after right after I got married in 1985, and I did not um, 
I needed money. And so I worked for the Colts. Bob Lamey said, hey, well, I've got a part-time job for you if you want to go work in the press box. So I made $25 a game, and it got me gas for the week. And I have a picture of the outfit that they made us wear in the press. Not made us, but yes, asked us to wear in the press box. And it's me, a young me, and I've got my glasses on. And you know what? I don't look bad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a young you right now to me. I mean, no, that's the way it sure is. No. You said $25? $25, no. $25 for the whole week. For the whole week. No. Yeah. It was 40 it was years gas. ago. It was um, a long time ago. And it really day. was. It was, But it was a greatest job. It was. It was so fun working in the press box. And eventually I worked my way up way up to working for the Ursays, Bob and Jim, in their suite. And you taught that, yeah, look at you, Matt. You're impressed. No, I am. Very much so. $25. I got no more, but I got to be in that suite. Wow. And it was pretty awesome. Do you have to wear a different outfit? No, I still got to wear my... You wait and you see this outfit. It's a... All right, I'm holding you to (laughs) it. I want to see. Jim completely wardrobe Terry Stacey. He sure did. You know, took care of the girls, played with the little girls that are now at the head of the table. It was pretty, you know, I watched them grow up. Right there, oh played dolls with them. Do they call on you the floor? Annie Terry in my outfit. <laughs> in my outfit. Oh, All right, boy. I know we got to take a break. Uh, more Matt, stick around, can you? No, oh, absolutely. Okay, sure. and I got a great trivia question too. You're gonna love it. I think. Eleven fifteen. It's the first day on ninety three WIBC. about the, wow. the, new, the new season. I'm excited about the new players. 68 degrees right now. It is going to be a beautiful day. Uh, kickoff 105, Colts, Jags at Lucas Oil Stadium. And I'll tell you, the roof is closed. <gasps> Stop. Unbelievable. That's got to be a lie. No, it's not a lie. It's a beautiful day. Someone Why get me Jim's phone number. Uh, Matt, it's got to be Sadrina. Call him, man. Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> she could get through. It's on the hotline Honestly, right over she there. She could get through yeah. to the queen. Can I have oh, your outfit? She's gone. The king. Give me your outfit, and I'll go uh, up to Jim and, and ask. <laughs> her outfit. Can we her little post, picture can we, is posted can we on Facebook. Yeah, she can. Good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's on the comment section. Outfit. Go find it. It's adorable. Hotter $2 pistol. You know what? The outfit is so cute that they had us wear. I just loved it. See, you say cute. Guys say, oh, my goodness. Oh, no, it it wasn't a no my goodness outfit by any means. Oh, it's a, it cute. It's a it's like a cute little Colts outfit that they put you in. Very cute. Uh, okay, so there's so many things I want to get to. Matt with construction. We also want to talk about. Um, oh, I wanted to give you a trivia question, but the earthquake that Sam told us about at the top of the hour in the news. Did, that was Western Indiana, and I don't know what that means. That could mean is that Speedway northwest County. of Evansville. <laughs> yeah. I, northwest I, yeah, of Evansville. I believe it's northwest of Evansville, like just right across the Illinois border. Yeah. yeah. And I know, I understand. It is minor compared to 2,000 that have perished in Morocco. Uh, that is awful. But to know that we've had an earthquake as well, and what was it, Matthew? 2.7. On the Richter scale? Yes. Yes, on the Richter scale. And so. They, uh, Sam, also, I do believe, he said that we have had four in the last month. So what did Matt say immediately? 
the new Madrid's gonna blow. <laughs> so yeah. The fault line's yeah. gonna blow. Yeah. yeah, I'm with him. That was my concern. And yeah. I don't know that I've got earthquake insurance. Do you know that in southern Indiana, you have to strap down your water heaters by code because of earthquake potential? <gasps> you have to you have to strap your water heater so that it doesn't come over or fall over and cause disaster. I had no yeah, idea. That's part of the plumbing code. I'm going to go look at my water heater when I get home. Kylie's, yeah. Are you technically southeast Indiana or southwest Indiana? I'm Washington County. Like right north of Louisville, yeah. so it's... It's right down there. She could be on the line. You could be a violator. I, I don't know. <laughs> oh, no. Go check your Strap water heater. Can Jeez. I just put my water heater in the doorway next to me? And <laughs> With you? Because that's where you're safe, in yeah. the doorway. Uh-huh. Yeah. They always say the safest place in the bathtub. Put your water heater in the bathtub okay. with you. That's how you do it. I made a note. Um, okay, make a note. Uh, that's Matt Baer, Denny Smith, Kylan Talley producing today's show. Here's your quick trivia before we get to Matt, who's going to give you some really important information that you might not have heard about. This is the trivia. Has there ever been a professional athlete compete in an NFL game during the day and then participate that same night in a Major League Baseball game? Ding, 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 ding. Matt Bear with the answer. Deion Sanders. That's it. Woo! What? Wow. Now, when you think the about that night? feat. Coach Prime, yeah. University of Colorado. I thought it was going to be a Wayne Gretzky question. Good work, Matt. Thank it's you. a really great, I mean, re- honestly, when you think about that feat, we talk about race car drivers that'll do, you know, the Indy 500 and then jet down and do a NASCAR race. 600. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deion Sanders, 1992, played for the Falcons uh, by day. Right, played Falcons, yes, played, yes. played with the Falcons that day, and then that night played for the Braves in the championship series game. Isn't that crazy? Oh in the uh, National League, as a professional game. athlete, I know he was. That's fast. not an easy thing to do. No, no, I not, mean, a good one. He's easy. actually playing. He's not just sitting right. on the bench, right? Yeah, yeah no, he's doing the thing. He's yeah, doing he's the thing. Running and he's jumping. And did I see, does he have a kid that's playing somewhere that's an un- un- unbelievable athlete, a football player? Is that Marvin Harrison? Uh, he's who, him yeah, too. Yeah. There's a, <laughs> it's the first one. Oh, wait a minute. Maybe it was just Marvin Harrison and not Deion Sanders. Wow. Somebody Google it. I talk Kylan, about Marvin Harrison like he's we're my not friend. talking about people who've died. I feel yeah. like Deion Sanders has a kid that's playing too. And then, and then, isn't uh, Cooper Manning, isn't his kid an all-star at Texas? A quarterback? Probably. They're, they're, they're all quarterbacks. It's in your mean. blood. Yeah, you have to, I, I think. I think it's in, that in your blood. It's a DNA strain. Mm-hmm. I believe it. Yeah. I really believe it. Uh, okay, what else do we want? Oh, it's Matt yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we go to the WIBC Traffic Center where we talk to Matt Bear about an upcoming or is happening construction area. Traffic on the fives at 1126. Matt Bear. Thank you, Kyla. We're going to look at northbound 465 right now. So good. Thank you, Tony. Um, <laughs> no, it's Kylan. Oh, thank you, Kylan. Okay. Um, we have Lawrence is about to have a, well, it's going on right now. Excuse me. I've been doing so many maps this morning. Um, northbound 465 is down. Down to two lanes right now from Pendleton Pike. Let me take a picture of why you do this. Because this is how Matt does traffic. Yeah, it really is. My Both brain hurts when I do this. Yes, and I made notes and head. I can't read my handwriting. So who knows? I'll prob- I'm probably doing the Dan Ryan right now. What I think is um, interesting is you do the Stevie Wonder. You put your mouth right on the microphone because yeah. you want to know where it is all the time. I, I do. And <laughs> Stevie Wonder of, of, of traffic right here. You know what that's from? What's that from? Bad posture. It's kind of a thing. All right, so Um, back to 465. Yeah, yeah. northbound 465 from Penn Pike up to Fall Creek is down to two lanes. It's going to be like that until September 22nd. And then through the 25th, it's going to be down to one lane. That's enough to make a preacher. Mm. Yeah, this is a massive repaving project. In that is saying it is essential. 
And the traffic is going to be morbid in Lawrence starting tomorrow and for Colts fans going home tonight. Now, here's the thing that I worry about, guys. Uh, The North Split, the second busiest interchange in Indiana, has been reopened. That's a very good thing. I would be tempted after the game today to make that run from 70 over to 465 and up through Penn Pike. I would be very tempted to do that if I'm going home to Fishers, Muncie, or Marion. Testing it. Yes. As a test. No, 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 no. I'm saying I would be tempted to do that to go home to that area. Run away, little rabbit. Like I live there. Instead of going that way, instead of making that 7465 run, take Bimford up to 69. That's what I would recommend. You can take Allisonville Road, but just don't take the bait and go out to 465. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Avoid the interstate today. We'll, We'll check out the delay as morning and evening rush progresses next week, they're going to be bad. I mean, this is already a heavily traveled portion of the interstate. Lawrence is big time. They're redesigning the interchange. As of rush hour tomorrow morning, you do not want to get north of 70 heading in those northbound lanes. If you can avoid it, that would be great. Shadeland Avenue, expect some gridlock in Lawrence and on the northeast side with the side street. Shadeland Avenue, Franklin Road, Rickart, uh, the the side street that goes north-south. I mean, this is all going to be a problem area through the 25th when these lanes pull back open. And... Do you want to hear about the ramp closure? Uh, first of all, wait a minute. One. The 25th is two weeks away. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, please <laughs> don't know. transport your cattle, your cattle or your animals that direction. Drone your cattle. Don't. Please don't take them that way. Yeah. They'll suffer. No. Oh, it's. I mean, it's. It, thankfully, it's not going to be. 90 degrees with 100 percent humidity. Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's going we to be a nice fall. week. So I, I'm, but I'm glad you brought that up because Thank that you, is going to be that is going to be hard on the animals very much. But I want to tell you that this yeah. is why I, I that I'm not tr- doing traffic anymore because I was always implementing that kind of information. <laughs> you, you could ad lib so though. Great. You were the best ad lib. That's so sweet, so but terrific. no, I really didn't. Anyway, Matt, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. That's a, this that's, is a new one you're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, this is the ramp closure that we're dealing with too. The on okay. from Penn Pike to northbound 465. That entry ramp mm. in. Lawrence is closed and it's going to be closed until the 25th now this this whole thing is just I I I had to hire an academic to translate this for me Um, from (laughs) East 56th Street to northbound 465 that ramp will reopen it's been closed oh that's good that's right so people can have some place to go Okay, so everybody, there's going to be this exodus to this one ramp in Lawrence, this 56 to northbound, and there's going to be a line. It's going to be, it's going to be a line like you're going to Club Blue. That's congested anyway with um, traffic because of in that area because of school, because of uh, Big Lawrence Central and Belzer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, All the schools are right there in Lawrence. Yeah, so that's, it's, I mean, and I say this all the time, just try to be patient. Try to leave a couple minutes early. Do they anything won't. you can. Well, I mean, I'm telling you, though, Terry, it's, when I started leaving for evening rush five minutes early to get through this god-awful downtown traffic, I my life improved dramatically. Just I mean, five that's minutes. All I that's, that's all it. I needed was five minutes because I hate to be late to things, and the construction is awful, and nobody can drive downtown. It's the way it's always been. It's the way it's always going to be. When I added five minutes to my getting up and going to work it just changed my world everything was better i, I was better when i came in i was a better human being i'm so just Set five the minutes alarm that's clock all you need 10 minutes earlier yes listen yes, to your now. uncle matt <laughs> be sure to listen to him now. he starts his day at 6 a.m bright and early he'll help you all the way through it tomorrow morning just don't go anyplace else also find him on twitter at matt and traffic anyplace else at wibc traffic Thanks, friend. Thank as you, consistent guys. Consistent as baby powder so after good. a diaper. Love, Love you all. Thank you, you so much. <laughs> it's 1131-93 WIBC. It's 1134. 
Hey guys, September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and today is World Suicide Prevention Day. It is a time to remember those affected by suicide and to raise awareness and to focus efforts on directing treatment to those who need it most. Our radio family, our Radio One family, I should say, along with other radio stations across the country have come together for Stop the Music to talk about mental health issues. I had a chance to talk to, uh, before I get to this, if you need somebody to talk to right now, 988 is the national three-digit dialing code for reaching the suicide and crisis lifeline, available 24 hours a day. And as I started to say, I talked with Sergio Cianci Chapman, the CEO of Vala Vista Health Systems, and they are celebrating 40 years helping adults and teens 12 to 18 and residential treatment specifically for teenage girls and young women. I asked him, why does he think COVID is still wreaking havoc, that that pandemic, still wreaking havoc on our mental health today? There is research that supports the idea that long COVID is uh, significantly affecting the mental health of our population. But despite of that, there is uh, almost uh, everyone has been affected by the pandemic. And think of adolescents that couldn't finish their high school like everybody else did or have the opportunities of the, or, or the experiences that everybody has during adolescence and were uh, postponed or, or definitely canceled because uh, we were going through the pandemic. That has consequences for the rest of those individuals' lives. But in addition to that, we are witnessing how many people develop some ways to cope and adapt with the stressors and the anxiety that we are living. And some of those are maladaptive. Some of us are drinking a little bit more. Some of us are a little bit more depressed. Some of us experience anxiety at levels that before were not really uh, that critical. But it is important to know that despite of the fact that, like I said, our community is feeling an elevated sense of anxiety and uncertainty from the inflation to job to money issues to relational issues beyond uh, the need for us to acknowledge that there is the need to understand that everyone matters we need to understand that each september we take a moment to lower the number of suicides across the country by understanding that access is available services are uh, around us and everyone in our lives should know that they matter to us. Suicide Prevention Month is a reminder to look around and notice the people in our lives and see what they need from us and also for us to assess where are we in this path. Terry, you know that suicide is a complex issue that can affect everyone. At one point or another, we have challenges in our lives that will push us into a critical mode. And sometimes those uh, moments in which we feel that we're in crisis overwhelm our ability to cope. So for those of us who are in that moment right now, please know that you matter. You matter to us. You matter to thousands of people that care for for you and care to help. And also, if you are on on the other side, please look around and take a look uh, at your family members. Take a look at your friends. Take a look at your aging members of your support system. Who is in our radar that may be needing that word of support, that word of uh, word of encouragement?
I've heard it's a good idea to have a mental health checkup. How do you do that? That's a very good question, Terry. And we are not used to this, especially those of us who have a few gray hairs in our head. We don't really accept that when we have pain, we go to the doctor, but sometimes when our pain is emotional, we don't really know where to go. Right. Uh, we don't want to engage with friends or be a burden to anyone, but health is available. A, a good friend could help you, and there is also professional help. There is always the 988 when someone is in crisis, immediate uh, assistance, but also counselors, social workers, psychologists, psychiatrists, nurse practitioners, we are all prepared to come into the rescue. Valle Vista is a little bit of a hub for that kind of services. So if someone needs to talk with someone, our doors are open 24-7. We don't really provide one-on-one -on -one therapy, but anyone in crisis that comes through our doors will be referred out to a, a therapist that can pay attention to a one-on-one -on -one, uh, session or uh, we will assess everyone that comes in. There was a clinician always available to talk to to anyone, and by law we have to assess them and see what can we do for that person or put them in the hands of someone that can help. And just like Valley Vista, there is at least five or six different centers in central Indiana and other hospitals and many, many community mental health organizations that will help. Help is available, but we are still surrounded by what we call the stigma associated with seeking help when we are feeling emotionally down or when we feel like that we are in the middle of, in the middle of a, a crisis or even when we experience some psychological pain, there is a lot of help and help is available 24-7 in many, many places in central Indiana. Don't take the chance. Don't leave that friend on, on his own, on her own, if you have the suspicion that they are very depressed or in a crisis or they tell you that they don't find joy in life, the proverbial light at the end of the tunnel is not there. So if you have someone in your life that is going through that, please pay attention. Those signs are really meaningful and very eloquent. How do we identify depression within ourselves or a friend? When does sadness or hopelessness that most everyone feels at some time becomes not normal and it's time to reach out for help? There is something that we all go through, a difficult day, a difficult moment, but it is important for us to highlight that crises don't have a pattern. It's really hard to predict when the lights are going to start uh, shutting down in front of us. Some people entertain the idea for months or even years. Some of the cases, the real crisis, the hopelessness and helplessness overwhelms our ability to cope. If you, if you see, Terry, I have said that uh, a few times because it is my belief that we all can deal with many things every day, but it's that little particular little incident that may trigger something really, really fast. So what I tell my patients or what I talk to my colleagues or when I talk to students in, in, in any capacity, I typically tend to tell them, be good 
at assessing yourself. If all of a sudden it's really, really hard to get up in the morning and you feel like those things that used to bring you joy, they don't bring joy to you anymore, whether, whether that is reading or writing or playing with your dogs, your cats. If you find that those elements are shutting down in front of you and you have a, like an apathy about everything and you feel no help and no hope, those may be signs that help is needed and is needed urgently. The earlier the intervention, the better the outcomes. Sergio, do you think that the stigma of mental illness is lessening? We okay. understand that this belongs to the human condition. There is no shame or guilt that should be associated with feeling this way, Terry. I think that it's impacting different in different generations. I think that uh, our young, the youngest are amongst us are teaching us a lesson on this and helping us to understand that there's no problems with getting in a conversation with a counselor, a social worker, a psychologist, but some other folks, some may experience, and this is not really related to age, some of them may feel the need for mental health services as a character failure, uh, as a, well, I was taught and reared as, you know, get up and keep going and pull yourself up by the bootstraps. And those statements become so ingrained in us that prevent us from seeking help. Everyone's life is worth living. Everyone's life, your life is worth living. Everyone can be creative and, and, and adapt and change the realities that are affecting us. There is help, there is hope, and I encourage anyone and everyone to have this word in their mouth routinely. Help is available. We don't have to carry this on our own. There are thousands of providers in central Indiana that have gone to school for years years and years and years just to be able to help anyone in crisis. So please reach out. You know that we at Valley Vista will be honored to help anyone, but there is at least a dozen places that anyone can go if, you, if they are feeling in, in that they themselves are in a crisis. And of course, if the crisis is imminent, please dial 911, walk into an emergency room, go to an urgent care. Anyone that works in healthcare is well-trained and prepared to handle this kind of crisis crisis, at least for the very first moment, and then uh, refer them to a specialist. Valla Vista Health System, 24 hours a day. Sergio, what's the number? Of course, it's 317-883-5300. number is available and ready on our website, and that number can be uh, called over here. People can just walk in. Like I said, there's always 24-7 every day of the year, and for the past 40 years, our doors have been open to help anyone that is experiencing a crisis. ValaVistaHospital.com if you need more information. All right, uh, Kylan? The Colts, their Twitter page, their social media, they gave a little pregame message for all of their people and a little honor to World Suicide Prevention Day because you're not alone. Here it is. I hope you know that it won't always feel this way. It won't always feel this hard. I hope you show yourself grace. I hope you continue to heal. I hope you experience joy. I hope you never give up on yourself. I hope you know you can accept help from others. I hope you know we're together. I hope you know you are loved. I hope you know that being vulnerable is a superpower. I hope you surround yourself with people who unconditionally love and understand you. 
I hope you know your worth, your value. You are enough. I hope you know your feelings are valid. I hope you continue to see it through. I hope you enjoy life because you only get one. You are not alone. You are not alone. Kicking the stigma. Happy Cult Sunday. Just want to also thank Sergio Cianci Chapman, the CEO of Vala Vista Health System. All right, we're going to take a break. Coming up, Denny, Investing Sense on 93 WIBC. Danny. You've got a friend in Danny. When the road looks rough ahead yeah, and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed, you just remember what, what your old pal Danny said. Or you <laughs> got a friend in Danny. Investing sense. Yes, you well, ladies, last week we talked me. about the safest bank in America. Do you remember which one it was? It was in uh, Wyoming. North Dakota. That's right. North Dakota State Bank. And I promised you that I would tell you the safest banks in Indiana. And then I got a call from a really nice lawyer lady and said, you know, Denny, you might want to be careful doing this. Yeah. You <laughs> so, sound like you're tiptoeing anyways. You know, I'm a listener. I, I listen very carefully to her, and I think she made a good point. So what, today, what I'm going to do today is show you how you can analyze any bank. And there is something that is known as, and you're going to love this, it's called the Texas Ratio. The Texas Ratio was founded out, found by a guy by the name, what was his name? Gerard, oh, I shouldn't, I shouldn't say, Gerard Pardue. Cassidy. He was, he was from Royal Bank of, of Canada. And he came up with this ratio and it said, the way you find out if a bank has got enough money is, or if they're in, at risk, is you add up all of their non-performing loans. Okay, now that would be if Kylan's not paying her car loan, and I'm not paying my real estate loan, and Terry Lynn's not paying on her credit cards. These are non-performing loans that the bank has. And you divide that by the capital, how much capital is in the in the bank, whether it was stockholders or, you know, how do you do it? And if that ratio is 100% or more, then you know that the bank's in trouble. So Gerard Cassidy from Royal Bank of, of Canada came up with this. And you know what? That was back in the 1980s when I was trying to keep the plumbing company alive. I mean, we were going through this recession. Interest rates were like 18 or 19 percent. I remember coming home and I just signed a, a construction loan for uh, for all of our inventory and it was prime plus a quarter, but prime at the time was 20 percent. I come home and Jane goes, you mean we've got to pay them 20 cents on a dollar per year? And I said, honey, you're a real buzzkill. But back then, you know, that was that's what we needed to keep the plumbing company alive. And that was the 1980s. So all these banks were failing back in the 80s. And Gerard Casty came up with this. So I thought what I would share with you, the four companies that have, or the four banks that have larger than 100%, and there are none of them in Indiana, Civic Bank of Rogersville, Tennessee, Grand Rapids, or Grand Rivers Community Bank of Grand Chain, Illinois, Cecil Bank of Elkton, Maryland, and Tawanda State Bank of Tawanda, Kansas. Thankfully, we don't have any in Indiana. But I did also promise that I'd tell you some of the really good banks uh, here in Indiana. And uh, there's a list of them. Kai, I've got about a minute, right? I'll read them right fast. On the dot. Community First Bank of Indiana. It's a good bank, mm-hmm. according to these ratios. American Community Bank. Freedom Bank, Horizon Bank, Home Bank, First Robinson Savings Bank, 
Bussy Boosie Bank. B U S E Y. Boosie Bank. Okay. They're bo- they're boosy with their loans. <laughs> Hoosier Heartline State Bank, Terre Haute Savings Bank, Field and Main Bank, Farmers State Bank. We all know that one. That's yeah. that one's fairly close. Uh, we've got FCN Bank, First National Bank, Porter Bank, Fowler Bank, Union Savings Bank. That's another one's close. Allegiance Bank, Garrett State Bank, Providence Bank, State, Centier Bank, First Federal Savings Bank. These are all in Indiana. I haven't heard mine. They're now. all Owen State Bank, uh, Savista Bank. Let's see, First State Bank, People State Bank, German American National Bank of Indianapolis, and Flagstar Bank. Those are all really solid banks here in Indiana. And I did my homework, but I'm not going to tell you the best ones are the ones that are in trouble. Okay. Because if I tell you the ones in trouble, this lady, this attorney's going to call me again. You got good information, though, for us, Danny Paul. Thank you so much. If you're leaving us now because you're headed into Lucas Oil Stadium to catch the game, have a great time. For those of you that aren't, stick around. We've got another hour to go here of the first day. You're listening to 93 WIBC. I'm easy like Sunday morning.